Let's try this, shall we? Hello all. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is your host, Ashley speaking. How are you all doing? How did I sound? Professional? Like a radio host? Future radio host? Maybe? Question mark, question mark, question mark. They did a pretty good job from my per se. Her say, per se. Her say, definitely. Actually wanted to discuss with you guys today something that has been a big topic of conversation in the last probably since COVID started actually and since we've come back and things have started to fall back into routines and patterns but I'm not going to say it's, it's gone back to the way that it was before because it definitely hasn't and I notice and I feel it definitely shifted and changed. There are a lot of things that needed the change but obviously you have people that understandably do not like where we're heading down and likes change and look there's not a force for you to fall into that pattern of loving it however I do want to say this though we need change otherwise if we had never gone through changes we would have never left this time humans roamed earth <laughs> if you really think about it if change never happened then we would never have gone from there to here you know the time would have moved on but we wouldn't have evolved like we have today. That change is hard, and I definitely agree. It's very scary. It's terrifying at times. It is a complete out of the comfort zone. And a lot of people, they feel comfortable in what's been the normal and what, what's always been the daily reality. It gets knocked off the pedestal. It's a, like a shock to the system. And it's like, how do I cope? How do I survive? How do I live? Everything's changing. I can't cope. It's an overstimulation in a way as well. So it's not about a fault game here of putting things on people and saying you have to accept the change because it's harder than that and I know that. If you've lived for so many years and you're witnessing just the changes completely unfolding from generation to generation, it wouldn't be easy shifting from say a time in the 80s to the times in the 90s, 2000s, 2010, just so many changes that were happening along the way and witnessing that too. Not an easy thing but whether people... Um, want to hear it or not a lot of changes need to happen and it needs to keep happening in order for things that need to be evolved to evolve though we are safe in our comfort zones and you might be fine there are other people that are experiencing certain things that need the change that that is essentially hurting them that is disrupting their world that is pulling them into poverty or homelessness or other issues in the world. You might be fine in the element that you're in and the comfort zone that you're in, but someone else that's experiencing what's currently in the system is not. That's why change is so needed. That's why certain things have to shift. That is the point that we really needed a lot of these changes and because it just wasn't okay the way things were flowing and have been flowing for generations after generations. Even falls into the situation where people, a lot of people have said, well, we've never heard about it when we were younger. We never heard about it when we were teenager. It never was anywhere. Of course it wouldn't have been because back then these discussions were not had. They probably were had in some cases, but they were not had. And you can kind of tell with how generations handle these topics of conversations now. It's seen as a conflict. It's seen as an uncomfortable discussion to have. You can tell by how people act towards the conversation. Definitely other things going on, but in a lot of ways, even, I think we've all grown up with this, you know, a lot of things are taboo, even though there's 
underlining conflicts a lot of things are just not spoken about so then whenever it is everyone goes silent everyone gets awkward change the subject immediately please that's what it's like seen that many times experienced it and it just proves that these conversations could not be had because they were considered either a conflict starter or inappropriate etc etc but We've needed these change for people because even though you're not affected by it, someone is affected by it. And like I said, I used the the current situation with, you know, the shift within women and what we're doing and how we're living our life and the things that we're implementing now. Breaking a lot of society's ideations <laughs> and society's lists. We're breaking a lot of them. We're turning away from a lot of the shit that was projected on us into how we should be and act and talk. Clearly brought up a lot of disagreement and anger and frustration. But again, I do think a lot of that comes from the uncomfortability of change. The belief that nothing was wrong and that they're just women are just making all this stuff up just to cry just to try and get to a certain position in front of the opposite gender like I think there's a lot of ideologies of what this means because when people have ex haven't experienced something they have this idea of it in their head so then they project it out there but the but the thing is how can you create an idea for something from something that you've never experienced before create the idea from a compassionate side and you can understand by having conversations there are ways to understand but the frustration in that wondering what that's for and why that is a thing like I said I truly believe it's just an uncomfortability of change and it's a created belief within their own mind that this means something like a takeover or unfairness towards the opposite gender. I do believe that certain things have gone to an extent that I would not go to and I disagree with. These things without disrespecting so many other people. You know, we don't need to go back to a time of just continuing cycles or projecting the same behaviour onto other people, especially if they've not projected anything in any sort of way. But this whole subject this whole conversation is a whole different one but I wanted to I wanted to say it to lead it into what I'm saying the changes that are currently happening with the workplace and with people working is something that's been coming up a lot I've heard a lot of people say no one wants to work the younger generation is lazy care they don't know what hard work is I'm hearing all this stuff all these sentences being said mostly coming from older generations what I want to touch on with the change element here is that I do believe that it, there's an uncomfortability it's the changes that are happening because many people within the older generation have lived within generations where just working and not saying anything just going just doing living your life around it just society's projections the lifts that we've all grown up with the belief systems has been something that they've been living through ought to accept and move through and just do it just get the job done that's it kumbaya make your money all that kind of stuff the ideologies when you've grown up with them and then they suddenly you, you're witnessing them shift you're noticing people not caring about them it can trigger anger uncomfortability all that kind of emotions and feelings where i'm saying that it's valid to be feeling the uncomfortability towards the change that you're witnessing 
However, saying that the younger generation is lazy and that they don't want to work, that's a label you're placing because that's exactly the label that's always existed when it comes to someone who isn't meeting up to an expectation or a belief that you have. And I know people will say, it's a job, like, especially if it's my business, you're there to work, do the damn job. I know it all and I've heard it all. How does it get to this point is the question. How does someone go into a job and then they just don't feel any sort of motivation? They don't feel like they can enjoy the time there. They don't feel like they want to do the tasks at hand or they, they don't want to do it right or put any effort into that. Why do you think that's a reality? Again, when you ask people this, the first thing they say is because it's laziness. That's been around for generations. Labels have been a part of our existence for so long. They're band-aids over the top of their reality. Okay, but no, I'm trying to think of how to say this. How can you get angry at a behavior if you're, not, if you're not willing to understand it? If you're not willing to understand where it all comes from and stems from because it's just easier to chuck labels, then how come you're reacting to it? It makes sense that if you're just willing to say someone's lazy and you're willing to get yourself into a position of anger and frustration over the behavior, but you're not willing to understand where this is potentially coming from, or even find out, well, might as well stay in a position where nothing changes then, and everything just keeps going into this cycle where someone shows up to work, doesn't want to be there, and then they get called lazy, and we just keep doing that over and over again, like it's been happening for generations. There are people not wanting to work. Why? Because it's lazy. There, trust me, behind the label of that word, things are shifting. Things have changed. Many people are having realizations. Whether you want to hear it or believe it, that's up to you. You don't want to step out of your comfort zone and understand that the way that things have been for a long time was actually never helping anyone and it's still not. People are suffering from the choices that were made by other human beings in a position of power. The way that things are functioning, just the mere fact that we have homelessness should say a lot within itself. Just the mere fact that someone has to wait months and months to receive mental health support should say and say enough. Just the fact that you can literally lose your job from standing up to yourself against a customer who is projecting and who was the first one to project says a lot within itself. Just the fact that you can go to a workplace, completely be bullied by management and be told you need to accept it because you're afraid of losing your job because then your income is also lost. That is, that says enough within itself. Why people don't want to work is because people are realizing how many things companies, organizations, businesses are getting away with. I'm not labeling every single workplace like this because I 100% bet there are great places out there, but there needs to be more then. Way more because I've been in situations, I've, I don't know anyone that hasn't been in a situation of a really toxic workplace, a toxic work environment. This story before, but I'm not going to say the name. Or the person, I'm not going to say anything like that, even though I could, but I'm not going to. There was a place that I used to work at, right? Not going to tell you when, not going to tell you anything other than I used to work at a place and um, a manager there expected ironed shirts to be a thing, right? So yeah, I was young. I was trying the ironing thing. I think I did a pretty good job. But however, that was not the case. This manager was deliberately picking and targeting 
because this manager obviously was in a position of power and leadership which gave this person this boost to be that bully towards whoever they chose to be at towards. And I was a target, which was great. And um, as a people pleaser, I think this just made me an even bigger target because obviously I didn't say anything. I let it be and I followed the rules and I followed the lines. However, during these times of being told to iron my shirt, I ironed it, I'd come into the place and this wasn't good enough. So this manager led me into the back. Literally, I was taken into another room where there was an ironing board and an iron sitting there. This manager said, take off your shirt and iron your shirt. I want to say this because I remember this. I had to actually heal from this. I... I'm a sexual assault survivor, for one. And I have complex PTSD from it, for two. Three. My instant reaction to that was that my head played out the complete unsafety that was happening in this moment. The fact that I was going to be standing there without a shirt off, without a shirt on, sorry. And mind you, the door had no lock on it, so anyone could barge in at that very moment. And I couldn't say a thing. I couldn't say a thing. I wasn't in a position to say a thing mentally or even physically. But being quite shocked that I just thought, I'm just going to get this quickly over and done with. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I was riddled with anxiety. I just had a bra on underneath. So I took my shirt off, ironing it as quick as possible, put it back on, leave. This manager says, not good enough, sends me back in. Mind you, this happened until I left. This happened. And thankfully, no one ever walked in. But that wasn't the point. That, the point was, is that this was in a room with no lock where anyone could. And I'm a young girl standing there with a, just a bra on. And I can just hear, you know what? My mind is replaying all the victim blaming that people would say in that moment. Well, then you should wear a top underneath. Da, 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 da. Let me go back and tell my younger self that. Just because you can't see how wrong that scenario is. But it's just easy to blame the victim, isn't it? This is what this is literally what my mind does. My mind will prepare me for the victim blaming. So I already know what to say towards it. You can't victim blame. You cannot victim blame me. Not anymore, because I know exactly how to react to it. Purely, the event is the problem. And the person that projects the event is the problem. Projects the behavior as well. And this manager was exactly that. That was the problem. And that person was the problem in thinking that that was a complete valid thing to happen. And it wasn't until now that I actually looked back on it and was thinking, oh my gosh, that was a bigger problem than what I thought. Because at the time, obviously, I just I was terrified, but I went with it because I thought I have to get my shirt ironed. But when I think back to it, that is completely illegal. That is so wrong. The fact that that was many years ago, the true reality is that it happened in a workplace. And if we actually went out there and heard many stories, because there are many stories of the experiences that people have had in a workplace, for you to sit there and say, nobody wants to work and scratch your head at that, maybe go out there and educate yourself on to why people don't want to work. You have an expectation that is, there's been around for a long time, but you know what's happened with that expectation? workplaces have gotten away with things that they should have never gotten away with being overworked underpaid assault that have been hidden cases that should have been 
taken further or dismissed or fired for the most ridiculous and dumbest reasons about the fact now that we are still going through toxic management, toxic workplaces? How about the fact that policies on bullying and that aren't actually being implemented as they should be? How about you think about the fact that many people just cannot cope with the way that customers are treating them as well? Oh, no, no, but it's just lazy, right? This That one word signifies the entire, entire thing of why people don't want to come to work. It's just this one thing. Invalidating all the experiences that human beings have gone through when it comes to workplaces that they should never have gone through because it's meant to be a place where you go to to afford the things that you shouldn't have to freaking overwork yourself to afford. People are not coping. And frankly, I don't think people have ever coped the way the work system is. Seriously. And I said, as I said, if you want to hear more about it, go out there and ask people. Google it. Research it before you chuck the easiest word onto everything. Because that's where it ends for you. Thought process goes and that's where it ends. But let me tell you something. In a pathway that's cloudy... Are you just going to stand still and stare at the clouds and think this is what it is? Cloudy. We'll put that la- one label on it. It's just cloudy. What if you moved the clouds out the way? What if you walked the pathway, if, except for just standing there? What if you walked and moved the clouds out of the way? Maybe you might actually see, oh, look, a rabbit. Okay, another thing. Now, it's not just cloudy anymore. There's an animal. Maybe it's naturey now. You might expand your horizon when you actually go outside of the labels that are so easy for people to just place on people. Generally suffering because of the way the workplace is. Whether you want to believe it or not because of old belief systems and a belief that hustle culture is the way to live. You don't get that on your tombstone. This person passed away hustle culturing life. This person passed away hustling with life. Themselves to the bone. There's, there's nothing from that. I think of it in a way of we're on a floating rock in a universe and somehow work is placed on this pedestal where you have to give your all to it until the day that you die. What happens after that, though? I am the type that asks those kind of questions. Whether you are, that's up to you. But realistically, what happens after all of that? You give your all to this and then what? You may get a farewell banner. You may get a thank you for working with us. You may get a rest in peace and all that kind of jam, but then that's it after that. After a while, your position gets replaced. After a while, they move on. You might have given something to that company, and I'm not going to invalidate that because people do do so much good work within so many places and helping a business get to where it is, but... To project onto other people that hustle life is the way to go or that you have to give your all to the job. You can have that perception if you want, but projecting that to a whole society, I disagree. When so many people don't want that life and living it brings them to a state of misery or depression, triggers mental health. Oh God, I better get my train of thought with this. Here's another ideology to think about. People... Because of the whole, you need to go from school to uni to work, okay? We've all been taught that whole, follow the pathway crap. Many years ago, when that was projected, people followed in it. But I would love everyone to go around to each other. 
monks if they were happy with that structure. If you Google the top five things that people say on their deathbed, what do you think that it says? One on TikTok where a nurse came out and said that one patient said that she wished she lived her life differently. She wished she did this, traveled more, did that, did this. How many people do you think have that same ideology that they wish they did things differently or they wish that they didn't just straight away start work at a uni or they wish they just didn't go to uni or start work straight out of school, that they actually traveled or maybe did a gap year and took a break? Do you know how many people don't want to live that pathway that's constantly projected that is like the one way apparently that you have to live otherwise you're just somewhat not a part of society? Sarcastic when I say that. Not everyone is meant to live the same life. You have a population of I think over 8 billion people now. You really think that every single person is meant to live within this one straight line? Follow these footsteps. Follow this line. What do you think happens if every single person followed that line? It's called misery. It's called resistance. It's called depression. Anxiety. Breakdowns. Can't cope. When you're not living authentically to what you desire and love, are you really going to put effort into it? Are you really going to enjoy being there every day? Are you really going to bring a smile to your face thinking about going there? Realistically, no. No. You know why a lot of people do what they do? Where they just take the first job that they can because of money. Because of financial situations. And who has a lot of control over that? The systems, our politicians, businesses, teachers. If money is a problem, then it's enforcing people to immediately pick a job that they don't want to be in. So they're not actually doing what they love. They're doing something that they don't want to do. So what do you think that's going to do to their mental state? Whether they want, whether they choose that or not. You really get to choose in a whole how you're going to feel. Especially when you're doing something that is not authentic to what you actually want to do. Do you really think someone's going to be full of absolute joy being in that place? And sometimes it can be projected within no motivation of actually doing the job. Turning up becomes a struggle. I have felt this before. Getting out of bed is 20 times harder. Waking up and going to this job is 20 times harder. Hearing that alarm in the morning, most depressing thing. And I'm telling you this from feeling the absolute misery that came from getting up getting dressed, it literally felt like a drag. And yet you show up and it's like, all right, I know I've got to get this done and that done. But it's like this, this misery is holding you back and suddenly you can't put any effort into it. And then everyone's calling you lazy and this and that. And you just can't figure out why, because you've never been taught. You've never been given the time to find what you actually want to do to find the path that you actually want to take. You've just had to take this job to be able to afford to live. The system actually let people have their time to find what they love. If people actually gave people time to do that as well. If people were able to exist in the way that they want to without dealing with the projected belief systems of other people, I think you'd find that a lot more people would be on the desired journey that they want to be on wasn't such a big bloody issue I, I think a lot of people would be on the pathway that they actually want to be on 
everyone is within this spectrum of not doing what they love. There are a lot of people that are as well. I'm not invalidating anyone's experience, but I'm speaking for those that are labeled so easily as lazy, especially now. Because of the shifts that are going on. For those that say that someone's lazy, you don't have to deal with the consequence of what happens to that person within their own mental state. You have your own, yes. But it's easy to project on other people when you don't have to deal with the consequence. And how would you know what the consequence is? Many people have made assumptions with myself as well. And I think back to it, you have no idea. Because <laughs> you don't have to deal with the consequence. I do. Said to me, just just stay and keep doing it. Just do it, you know. And you're looking them in, dead in the face and you're saying, I am just existing. I'm not living. You want me to keep doing that because you've been taught that that is normal as well. Just existing is so normalized, but living is not. And you wonder why mental health statistics are so high. I'm not just going to keep existing because then that triggers other things that are quite dark and deep. And that is doing the same thing to so many other people. I want to live. And if I have to literally try to find that, no matter what any Tom, Dick or Harry says, then I will try to find that. Frankly, if I'm brought into this world as an individual and I'm the only one walking my pathways, I'm going to try and do what I can to live my pathway as authentically as I can to myself. For a plane to pass, so I paused it for a second. <laughs> but we weren't taught this. No one was. And the past generations are going to see this as a problem because they weren't taught this as well. They weren't taught to live authentically to their pathway. To live authentically to what they want. Because women had roles, men had roles. There was always roles, there was always labels, there was always rules, and it was just everywhere, and it was constant. Things are becoming a bit more, in a way, in a way, free-flowing, more talked about, conversations are had, people are becoming more compassionate, mental health is being talked about. It's triggering people that are so set in these rules, in these social ideologies, in these belief systems, it's triggering them because it's triggering their comfort zone. Out of their whole men's mental health but yet you have men that are saying yeah but that makes men weaker we don't need weak men we need strong men we need independent and disciplined men but then we'll probably we'll probably post on men's mental health week or something and advertise for that but we'll still project this old ideology that men showing emotion or being human which is exactly what we all are is a sign of weakness that's a great example of things that need to change, but people are so stuck in the ways that things used to be and they're still trying to keep it in the now. They're still trying to hold on to it and grasp it and keep it there and project, on, project it on everyone else and say, no, this is how it has to be. But it's like, are you just doing it because you don't like the change, because you're uncomfortable with it, because you don't believe anything needs to change and because you can't see the implications that this is having on people? People really need to think deeply into why they're saying what they're saying, basically. Because men's mental health needs to, to get better. It needs a whole lot more attention within men. Within men, if I'm being honest with you. Men need to let go of all the ideologies from the past. And it's harder to say than do. I understand that. I really do understand that to an extent. But... Things can't change until people step out of their comfort zones. I'm sorry, but I had to learn that as well. I couldn't 
heal until I stepped out of my comfort zone in some ways. Way, but some ways. And things had to change as well. And they were tough. They're always tough. But this is the thing. How do you know it's a change for a bad thing? When really it might be hard to go through and you might want to turn back because of the comfort zone that we're all stuck in. But in reality, these changes are life-changing. More men could literally tap in to the normal part of being human and be allowed to do that without judgment, without ridicule, without this labels and the belief systems. Imagine if people could actually go to work and not have to overwork themselves and hit burnout or put their mental health and physical health in a jeopardizing state for a job. We didn't have to work seven days, six days a week constantly to try to fend for ourselves and survive because we're constantly in survival mode that's another problem with working as well with the work system it is a constant survival mode because you know what you're going there's another plane hold on what i was saying i have to wait for the plane to go again you go to this workplace you deal with a toxic management then you're also dealing with potential toxic employees and employers i got confused between the two for a second but you know what i mean And then you're dealing with potential customers who want to project as well. Then you've got to make sure your bills are paid. Then you've got to deal with your social life. Then you've got to deal with potentially not having a social life. Then you've got to deal with potential studies, friends, things happening in your world. That is legit. Just think about it. That's a freaking mountain that everyone is trying to climb. Everyone keeps enforcing on each other. Like if you think about it, to you it's a view of laziness and not doing enough, but it is a lot just to cope within life without a workspace involving itself. Life for many people is survival mode. Working in a workplace is also a survival mode, just like going to school is survival. You want to believe that or not is up to you, but seriously, I could, I'll do the school one another day. But I've listed so many reasons as to why a workplace is survival mode. People also can't tell whether they're going to have their job forever or not. Until they retire. You're never situated in that position. Think about it. People can say that they can, but are you really? Like, it's, it's a full thing here. At some point, something can happen and people know that they have that in their mind. At any given point, you can deal with a bully coming in and constantly projecting at you. And let me just say as well, were you taught to cope with this stuff? Were the past generations taught to cope with toxicity in the workplace, harassment, bullying? No. And then they wonder why people mentally hit a roadblock or have a mental breakdown. You're expecting people to act like robots and just to cope and deal with it. It's the same thing when someone loses a family member. Does the workplace give people time to grieve? No, not enough in my opinion. Not enough at all. You're expected to say goodbye to someone that you love dearly and then come back to work in your workspace and be totally in the work, in a work headspace. Totally fine. Totally just all there. You're also not even given time to cope with yourself within your own mind as well. Mental health conditions, great example. Can you imagine if I put... On my resume, depression, anxiety, and complex PTSD, and all the other things on my list. Can you imagine? Do you think they would hire me? No. But then what would happen when I started the job? What do you think would happen then if I disassociate? If I have an episode? Do you think that that 
workplace would accept me for that. Maybe some these days because of the changes, but a majority wouldn't. They'd see it as a problem, an issue that they don't want to deal with, that they shouldn't have to deal with because it's nothing to do with them. Hello, you, you're in a world here where people have mental health conditions. You're in a world where people are trying to survive, where people have been through shit. And you're expecting them to act like robots and just turn up and show with no emotion and be totally fine all the time. It's like with sicknesses as well. It's just a whole thing. It's a big conversation to have. And, oh, man. I am... It just... It does frustrate me. This whole thing frustrates me. Even though I, I know this was all... This all grew from something, you know, this adapted from something. And I don't like to place fault on people. But sometimes it's hard because... <laughs> seeing outside of your world is not as hard as what people make it out to be or people think. Realising that not everyone's the same, realising that there's more than meets the eye... And there's another plane coming. What is going on? Why do you get to come over my house, but I can't be in that plane leaving? Sorry, but if you hear it, it, it is what it is. I can't control what's happening out there. It, it's just, it's frustrating when people don't want to. They just want to yell. They want to get angry. They want to project on people and they want to bully them into some kind of submission to hustle their life and to constantly work without saying a single thing, just like they did. Not too long ago, that was projection of you show up to work, you do your job and you go home. You don't say any questions, you don't talk about anything, you don't stand up for yourself, including to customers as well. Yet some customers do not deserve the respect they're not willing to give. Seriously, and I stand by that. If you're willing to go out of your way and project how you're feeling and the potential bad day you're having onto someone else, then frankly yes you should be told to leave you should be told that's not okay you should be told that it's not going to be tolerated because why should that person tolerate that how do you know what kind of headspace they're in honestly i can think back to all the times i got projected on and now all i think is i literally would have said just because you're having a bad day that doesn't mean that i become your punching bag i am not your punching bag i am not the thing that you project on to get out your anger that probably would have made them more angry but What's the word I was going to say? Kumbaya. You're going to come in and project? The consequences are potentially going to come. As they should. I think this is the first podcast I've ever done where I've almost hit 50 minutes. <laughs> this is a big discussion and it really triggered me to have this discussion after seeing so many people and even hearing people say certain things. And in that time, I could have really said everything that I've said, a lot of the things that I've said in this podcast, but... You just, you can tell that people are not ready to hear it or they don't want to hear it at all. Said they're so stuck in this bubble of labels and being taught structured thinking of this is what this is. That's what this is. If you cry, you're weak. If you don't work hard, you're lazy. If you talk back to your boss when you're trying to stand up for yourself, then you deserve to be fired. All these structured thinking is still being projected. There's another place. And just hearing that, just hearing it, just I thought, I can't force you to see all these other sides. But if you're not willing to, then don't complain when this keeps happening. Because it's going to keep happening. More and more people are speaking out about their experiences. More and more people are not tolerating the way managements are working, the way companies are working. 
the way things are certain, the way things are getting passed over or ignored. And it needs to happen. I'm not sorry. It needs to happen. Whether you disagree or agree with it, whatever it is, it needs to happen. If you're expecting people to work, then you better change the environment. You better be willing. Otherwise, frankly, who knows what's going to happen in the future. This, at the end of the day, is more about what human beings deserve. You're born on this planet. You should be able to enjoy every part of life, even if it's not, it's not going to be consistent. And we know that. But you should be able to not be stuck in a survival mode. People don't need to be in a survival mode, but the system is created by that. It's literally, it's literally structured around it. And we just accept it because we think, well, that's a part of life. Who said? Did the moon implement these structures or something? Something that we don't know about? Did aliens implement the structure? Like, I'm thinking of a, on a broad spectrum of reality. If the world ended, all those structures would be gone. <laughs> that wouldn't exist anymore. So are they really as structured as people are trying to think or feel comfortable in admitting these changes need to happen and I can only hope that it keeps going down a pathway where people just don't feel like they have to overwork themselves to afford their next meal because seriously I am very very privileged in that where I'm not in a situation like that all the people I think about that are going through that and constantly just in that survival mode lived in survival mode even though we have different circumstances I can only imagine what it would be like trying to keep up with something that is literally just pushing against us when it doesn't freaking need to but it was installed by other human beings and then you have other human beings that are saying well this is what life is deal with it it's your fault if you can't afford a house, it's your fault if you can't afford a car. I actually want to say too, because I just thought of it just then, is that people are saying things like, if you actually stopped going out and buying coffees and socializing, you would be able to save this, 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 and this amount of money. Does it have to get to a point of completely removing someone's social life to afford these things? Because what do you think that does for someone's mental health that actually needs the socialization? Someone needs to get out of the house get out of their room or get out of their workplace being in the same situation all the time what do you think that does to people you have to give up something that is a, a that is literally what everyone deserves to have a social life to see friends and family if they want to to mingle to go out to enjoy to travel why should everyone have to give that up for a job and for survival that's ridiculous it is ridiculous. All it does is keep people in a, in a state of survival mode. <laughs> and then the mental health consequences that would come from that. They say it's just giving up a coffee and dinner, please. Oh, okay, like I said, you can try to simplify something as much as you like, but there's always more to it than meets the eye, including going out for a coffee. What does that do for someone's mental health, do you think? Or going out for a meal? Or even just taking a walk? Like, we need all these things. We do. We're not robots that run on unlimited power. We need these changes and differences. We need nature. We need to just get out of the space that is constant. And work is constant. It's like school is constant. 
that just makes people moving constantly. They need to move, 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 move. Can't stress, can't, sorry, can't relax, can't cope. Do you, how many people do you think struggle with meditation or with even sitting still? A lot of people because it's the constant hustle culture of go, 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 go. And then what happens then? Stress. Do they even eat? Drink enough water? This is a big topic because it's one thing after another. It's a ripple effect. You think that stopping someone from going out with a friend, it's nothing. It's just a lunch or a brunch. You'll be fine. Okay, think of all the ripple effects that can come from that. There's always more to it than what you think. There is always more to a decision than what you think. You can't just sit there and type out words and comment something. Well, if they just gave up all this stuff, they'd be fine. Before you type that, you do some research on it or you talk to people and people will say, I'm not doing all that. Well, then don't comment it. Don't comment to someone to take out their social life. They shouldn't have to. The system needs to change. We are not running machines. These need to change. The people that are doing their job, the people that are there, the people that are trying to help their business out are not running machines. They're just there to cop shit from customers and from management. Even from others as well. God, that definitely was a big, long discussion to have. And there's another damn plane. How many people are taking off? Why aren't you taking me with you? <laughs> I think I'm going to end it there. I've said a lot. And um, this gives you some retrospective and maybe even another side to things. This is definitely a conversation that I will be having a lot. I am very passionate about all this stuff, about human beings and the rights of human beings. And I just... <sighs> Living in survival mode myself and then seeing the fact that everything is revolved around it. Yeah. Always makes me feel a certain way. Forever will. When you see enough human beings suffer, then you start to see that nothing is permanent. They've just projected that onto us. Then you start to see more like you become intolerant to a lot of the things that are in the system. And I've become intolerant to a lot of the things that are revolving our lives and I'm intolerant sometimes to the things that people project within keeping within that but I might be intolerant but I understand why they're projecting it because they've been taught the same thing that's why I said during this podcast that I find it hard is that I understand but sometimes I find it hard because it's like I'm hearing these people say this but do you see what you're saying do you see what you're projecting I'm going to end it on this note by saying that one Take your work breaks. Your workplace is not going to be suffering the consequences that you'll suffer if your body is not not being allowed to rest. I had to get my words out for a second. If your body needs a break, take the break. If your body needs a rest, take the rest. Take your work breaks. Drink your water. Eat. Please know that. You're entitled to that. Also, after hours you're not entitled to give your work your attention after hours that's not fair you're not getting paid for the overtime and just remember that you are a human functioning being and you're not a robot like a lot of places project you take your breaks you drink your water you eat you are entitled to sleep after hours you don't have to be at their beck and call take your space take your time 
And hopefully things keep shifting where we can have more of an understanding that we're not emotionless robots just at the beck and call. But yes, that's my reminder. Please take care of yourselves. And I'm going to end it with that. Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys.